Everybody at some point in their life has been like, hmm, what's this white powdery stuff? And this is my moment. Freaks, monsters, and like <laughs> fucking degenerates. Yo, what is up, my fellow brethren and ladies and all others? Welcome back to Imbibe and Anime this week. My name is Stan, and I am joined here by the oh-so-bodacious Mott. How you doing, Mott? You know, I'm bodacious, apparently, is how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know, I think I'm feeling, um... I think I'm feeling fine. I've had a nice, brilliantly... Slow morning so far. Beautiful weather outside. I've got uh, a great slow wake up to the day. You can't you can't say it was bad at all. You know, it's it feels yeah. great, and I'm back and excited to talk about Mo Anime today. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about two different anime today uh, that we have. One of which we checked out previously watched the first two episodes of and the other one we're going to be going in blind here so it should be a good time but the listeners aren't allowed to know which ones they are it's a surprise ah, even though it'll Except probably be I in the name of it, the episode i yeah well maybe i'll just say it right now sure. then because <laughs> so we're gonna be First, talking about, uh, so both of these are new seasonal anime that have been airing this season, both of which are on Netflix. The first one we'll be talking about is called Comey Can't Communicate. And then the next one after we'll be going in blind for is called Blue Period. Yeah, I'm excited for them. I'm actually really curious to see what Blue Period is going to be like because I have not read the summary for anything yet so far on Blue Period. So I at least knew what I was potentially going to be getting into with Comey Can't Communicate because you had told me a little bit about it before. Uh, it's been all over my YouTube recommendations of various different anti-tubers talking about it, and I have watched some of their videos. So I knew a lot about mm -hmm. Comey Can't Communicate going in. It lived up to the hype, but we'll talk about that. I know nothing about Blue Period. Nothing. I know what the Netflix description has said about it. I don't it. even think I read that. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> I worked hard, damn it, to not know things. I am such an intelligent man. Don't you know it's so hard for me not to know things? Wait. That kind of sounds like uh, some type of oxymoron. It there, doesn't, because okay. it's truly brilliant. Wait a minute. Are you saying that smart people don't know things? I'm saying smart people want to know things, so when they purposefully don't, it's hard. <laughs> That's like the most like, what's it called? Not sophisticated, but like yeah, exactly. It's sophisticated, high class. Like 
<laughs> I am the bourgeoisie. Fucking yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just made this really awkward. It's okay. That's if that's yeah. I know. I don't know um, <laughs> how to get out. Moving of this. on. Damn it, Mark. <laughs> uh, have you been, Mark? Tell us about your week. I've been good. I'm good. Um, before I tell you too much about my week, though, I have to tell you this beverage I am drinking this morning is brilliant. Ah, yes. For yes. today, for this podcast episode, I have made a Mott Classic for the perfect brunch opportunity. It is coffee with Baileys. Ooh, that is classic, isn't the it? The creamy, yummy, warm, soul-quenching drink for every breakfast opportunity. How about yourself, Stan? Every breakfast? That that's a commitment right there. Every breakfast opportunity. Not saying every breakfast needs a coffee and Bailey's. I'm saying any breakfast could have a coffee and Bailey's, unless you know you have to work. But you know, working people don't exist. This is true. What, what is what is? I work? can confirm as being fun employed. What is a job? Do we really truly know ourselves? What are you drinking today, Stan? What has my life come to? Nothing. Apparently, because <laughs> uh, I am not drinking a coffee and Bailey's on this uh, breakfast morning, but I do have a, a strange coffee that my mom gave me strange uh, a while back. So it's it's like a it's a coffee from Godiva, the chocolate company, and so it's like this chocolate coffee that I'm trying right now. Hmm. Okay. And I gotta say, it's not very good. Yeah, doesn't sound very good. I don't I don't like chocolate in my coffee, I'm discovering. I typically do not drink mochas, and that is almost literally what chocolate in your coffee is, is a mocha. You know, I don't mind mochas though. This this is like like black coffee. And then you put, like, a chocolate powder in it or something. Like, it just, it doesn't go together. Mm. It's like you put, like, a dark chocolate powder in it. There's, it's not sweet, per se, but it's chocolatey, if that makes sense. Well, I'm sorry, Stan's mom, but your chocolate coffee gift was not up to his standards. <laughs> it's okay. She's not a coffee drinker. She doesn't know. I also, I'm she so sorry, understand. I apologize. I didn't say her name correctly. Mama Stan. Mama Stan. Not Stan's mom. Mama Stan. It's sister Stan, Mama Stan, oh, Papa yeah, Stan, yeah. and Stan. And that is the Stan family <laughs> household. Papa Stan is also Stan, so I don't know if that's that, that's how it works perfectly. No, but like he he's the Stan before me. But sister Stan is also Stan, just in sister form. Just call me Stan Prime. Stan Prime? <laughs> I don't know why, but that's brilliant. <laughs> there's there's three stands, so like I wanna be Yeah, exactly. Mama, other... Papa, sister. No, I'm talking about Stan me, Papa Stan, and Grandpapa Stan? Grandpapa Stan. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, how's how's? But I want to be the original. How's even though uh, I'm the third? Yeah, sure. Words. 
Okay, how's your week? <laughs> nice segue. All right, let's do it. Uh, week's been good. Uh, nothing, nothing particular or spectacular. Um, I had an interview at the beginning of the week, which went pretty well, nice. I think. Congrats. I hope you get uh, a callback interview, or I hope it leads somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I'm supposed to hear back from them this coming week, so I'll, I'll let you know how that Fingers goes. Fingers crossed. It's, um, it's for a water quality outreach program, uh, which I think would be a dope change in scenery, but still around... Like educational kind outreach? kind of shit that I've been doing. Uh, some educational outreach, and then... Some like programming, okay. So like event programming, okay. For the public, that type of thing. Sounds fun around water quality issues. But yeah, uh, other than that, uh, nothing. Nothing really. We did win both of our Dota matches. This is true for the We Like Dota League. We are now officially two and zero. Well, no, two, one, one and zero. Score? One, one and zero. That's what we are. One, one and zero. One win, one tie, one loss. Or zero losses. Okay, so they count that as a tie, not like as you won each individual game. Yeah, so it's, well, I think the way that the points work is you get a point per win. So a win, a two zero is two points. A tie is one point, And a loss is zero points. So I think they just give points per game no, one no, it's, it's like soccer okay. no soccer is three points in a win a tie is is, is one point and soccer a win is three points i guess i misremembered but yeah okay but yeah that felt good yeah um other than that let's see anime related things oh, yeah i didn't even share any anime related things on my week oh man Sometimes I forget we're yeah, on an anime I mean, podcast. But go, go, go. I don't mean to interrupt. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I want to, I'm trying to think of things that I haven't talked about yet. Uh, I think the only thing I've watched that's sort of an anime is the League of Legends show that came out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen the first two episodes. I like it pretty good so far. I think it's... Uh, I think it's a really cool origin story for someone who knows zero about League of Legends. I only know circumstantially because I play Dota, uh, but I think it's really cool. Animation style is interesting. Um, I'm trying to remember what else has done it, but it's like in this almost almost this like pastel two D animation style which is interesting although it's more 3d it kind of reminds I, me I don't know how to explain from it, the trailers but... it kind of reminds me of some of the animation from love death and robots yeah 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 actually that's a good way to put it some of them right because love uh, death and robots is extremely diverse right i don't know what other show i would compare it to right now though so i'll go with that one but I think it's really good. They're, they're releasing like three episodes every few weeks or something. So it's, it's a little weird. Huh. Um, but I think you'd like it. 
I'd like to check it out some more. For sure. Uh, but I won't get any more into it than that. Keep keep it a little surprise for everybody else. I will watch it. And Michael, if you're listening to this podcast, Stan and I were already talking that you need to watch it with us and we'll talk about it live. So maybe Michael comes back. We'll find out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to compare it to the Dota anime. I'm almost certain they were like, fuck, Dota's already putting out an anime. We got to do it, too. So I actually... So like a year later, they put out this anime. I actually don't know which... So I know League of Legends announced their anime before Dota did. Did they They really? Because they announced their anime like two years ago when they also announced their other mainline games outside of League of Legends. So they made this giant announcement where they talked about the League of Legends first-person shooter that came out, which is now Valorant. Back then, it was called, like, Project Alpha or something. Um, And they also announced their card game, and they announced their anime. And they did that all at once in one press conference, like, two years ago. Dota Uh, announced their anime, like, the month before it dropped. So I, I couldn't tell you who was producing it first, but I almost guarantee there was some sort of insider jockeying between one of the companies wanted to do it. The other company was like, wait, that's a good idea. We need to get on board on this too. And so then they like tried to fight to get it out (laughs) first. I almost guarantee that happened. Yeah. I just don't know who was first to the idea because I don't know if it was like Dota wanted to do it. League of Legends found out about it, and then League of Legends was like, let's make a press conference about it so it sounds like we're first. Or if League of Legends made the press conference, and then Valve was like, oh, shit, this is a great idea. We should do this for Dota, but let's not talk about it, and then just, like, publish it before League of Legends does. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. It could have been either of them. If anybody <laughs> else in the comments has any more... Um, knowledge about who was first or whatever feel free to post it in the discord or in the comments either way it's not a coincidence that they're both no. doing this at the same definitely time. not they are literally the only so. two <laughs> rival games that make any sense in this sphere i guess smite is getting a bit bigger so i guess smite would be the third game in this category but ever since like uh heroes of the storm fell out of favor it's pretty much just been League of Legends and Dota. And even when Heroes of the Storm was in there, it wasn't a big market share. So it's always just been Dota versus League. That's true. It's like Coke and Pepsi. It'd be funny, though, if like some other uh, online multiplayer games start doing this, too. Like if they... Like if Overwatch, because they've got some Overwatch anime like would be anime sick. trailers, dude. I actually think they, what whatever internal design house they already have for animations and publications, I think they could make some pretty mm-hmm. awesome full length entertaining spiels because they're already like small stories that they have for each of their characters is already amazing. Right, and they already have animations made yes like trailer animations yeah. that are anime-esque they're like three minute episodes about every single character in the show and then there are some that are yeah, about yeah. multiple characters and they're really cute they're awesome if nobody's seen them yet even if you don't play overwatch you should go onto youtube and look them all up because they're on youtube and they're honestly like really yeah, they're, cute and adorable. they're actually pretty sick i must say yeah. 
and I haven't been uh, reading any new manga either. So that's really all I have to update on. That is the exact opposite of what I've been doing. I have been watching nothing, reading everything. Do tell, do tell. <laughs> and by everything, I mean three things. Nice, nice. So Marty can count. Yeah, I. So I um have I. How do I want to talk about this? I generally, okay. <laughs> when I read manga, my biggest problem is, especially the manga that's published monthly, I have a really hard time reading it chapter to chapter when it comes out because I often like lose track of what's happened. And it's really annoying because then I have to like go back three chapters to read the most recent three chapters before I read the new chapter so I actually really know what's going on and, rem and remind mm -hmm. myself everything. And if I do that every single time I read a chapter, I get annoyed. So... Normally, more often than not, what I do with manga that's regularly publishing, whether it's weekly or monthly, but especially if it's monthly, is I just won't touch it for a while. And then after half a year, I'll come back to it. And then I have six new chapters to read. So then I can read nine chapters at once. Three of the old ones to remind myself and then the six new ones. Very nice. So sure. I finally got around to doing that. So I read Fuufu Koibito Miman, which was so uh, brilliantly introduced to us by the the wondrous nate shout out to you um i'd love to get him back on the show again yeah i'd love to have nate back but yeah I, I caught up with that i've been enjoying it actually more and more which i'm a little surprised by but in a good way um i caught up with all of nagatoro-san oh <laughs> Dude, I love Nagatoro-san. Nagatoro-san is like actually legitimately a very fun anime to, or manga to read because um, most, most manga romances are all about people trying to find their true love but not really knowing what that means or who it's supposed to be, right? Like it's the new girl in town is spicing things up when you have like an old childhood friend who you're actually crushing on or something like that and i think to me the the romance manga that always stand out are the ones that don't use that crutch and instead actually explore a dynamic between two people by accepting from like day one that these are the two people who like each other and I don't mean like literally chapter one, they confess their love or anything like that. I, I mean, like, it's pretty obvious that they're into each other and you're exploring the dynamic of their relationship as opposed to trying to create dramatic tension by not acknowledging that they like each other. Um, so I like I suppose I like the former quite a lot. <laughs> um, and that is Nagatoro-san in a new way, because Nagatoro-san, they don't confess to each other. But to the reader, it's extremely obvious that they both know that they're special to each other. They just are in their own way and in their different unique ways too immature to verbally say it, but physically are kind of, or I, should, I shouldn't say physically, they're like subliminally <laughs> very aware of it's it. It's spicy. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's not spicy <laughs> like that. But they're they're like subliminally very aware of it. So it's 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 more it's less a story about trying to confess your love and it's a more it's more a story of two people meeting each other and by their conflicting personality types 
are helping the other person grow and expand, which I think is really fun and creative. And I think it's a very great journey to be a part of, and I love reading it for that reason. I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. I, I I think my view of the show is tainted uh just cuz I, I can't get over the the premise <laughs> or, or the main character. I absolutely hate the main hate character. That type of MC. Yeah. Uh, I very gutturally. That I can understand. Um, I do sympathize with that perspective even though I don't necessarily agree share that opinion it's i don't know i also i'm also so annoyed at my youtube because it used to pop up on my feed when it was first airing (laughs) all the fucking time and i don't know how it's good it kept popping up it's good shit man as a thing all Um, the people you like on youtube also like it so it wants you to watch it apparently i just i just don't it's just so weird to me. I mean, sure. I'm guessing they're in middle school, right? This, this is a middle high school. school anime. High school, uh, same shit. Uh, yeah, when the show it, starts, he's the, a second year and she's a first year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole like adolescent thing about picking on the person you love or like, I should say. Yes, that's what she is uh, doing. And that's that's the growth that she goes through is she the only way for her to express her any sort of um I guess appreciation affection. of another person. Yeah, the only way for her to yeah. express her affection is through teasing. Um and that is the type of immaturity that she has. And so seeing how she learns to change that over time is the journey that she goes on. You make it sound so lovely (laughs) because it is it is i mean it's it's legitimately two characters that have pretty big fundamental flaws that prevent them from having actual healthy relationships but because their flaws are so different from each other they actually can help each other become healthier in their relationship with each other marty stop trying to convince me i'm not reading it (laughs) i'm not trying to convince you i'm just letting the viewers know that you're wrong stop persuading me i'm persuading okay? i don't wanna i don't wanna <laughs> but yeah that's that's not gonna sun i love it and then i've also been catching up with tower of god believe it or not oh, no oh no yeah that one you can actually <laughs> Marty, judge me just for stop that one you can actually judge this me is for. okay okay you were talking to me about my hero this is your crack okay <laughs> you need to just stop you're not <laughs> tower of god is trash wrong but <laughs> the big but everybody at some point in their life has been like hmm what's this white powdery stuff <laughs> and this is my moment <laughs> all right what, what about tower of god so um the author just came back from a long hiatus because of uh quote-unquote health issues so i don't really know what oh. he was experiencing but I'm glad that he's healthy enough to start writing again. Because um, A, I always like being able to read more. And C, or B, um, good thing that he's feeling healthy again. Um, or at mm-hmm. least sufficiently healthy. I hope it's not a chronic reoccurring issue. But that's that's a big discussion in general. It's like the publication industry in general is kind of like a... Uh, 
an unhealthy working environment, to say the least, in a big summary. Slave drivers, some might say. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that he was able to step away, focus on himself, and then come back. That's a good thing. And I, I hope that at least addressed the issue, if not fixed it. Um, but he came back after a long hiatus, which is why I started reading. So there's like 12 chapters I have to catch up on because he does publish weekly. Um, and it's, uh, it's very much like reading Dragon Ball Z, honestly. It's just like, what's the next power up? But it's like if Dragon Ball Z actually had a complicated political universe with actual political characters. So it's like, imagine like a story like Shinkeki no Kyojin, but the world and the universe is kind of half-heartedly thrown together and the power scaling is literally just linear increase towards godliness and there's there's like not very intricate personal growth there's just like a basic story behind it and premise but you have the same like political structures and political um conflict so it's like a fusion and between you, dragon ball z and attack on titan and and you like this yes and no okay <laughs> i like to not like it what it's it's so like it's it's the part of me that wants to rewatch naruto that's not just the nostalgic side of it that's why i like it Okay. You know, like I think we, we, I think almost everyone can acknowledge like there's a lot of things that Naruto does right. And I do think actually there's a lot of things that Tower of God does right. There's a lot of things Naruto does pretty damn wrong. Um, <laughs> cough, Black Zetsu, okay. cough. Um, but <laughs> there's, there's like a lot that Naruto does wrong. And the main reason why I love it so much still is it is a very expansive lore and universe. It is very nostalgic to me. I was super into it as a kid. And it was extremely unique for my introduction to an to anime. I had never seen something like it before, and so right, that's sure. that's why I really love Tower of God. Is like it's kind of like your very simple, straightforward, um, and protagonist is just getting better and better to protect the people he loves, so to speak, and gain recognition. Um, and it's. It has flaws, obviously, but there's there's legitimately good moments to it. There's also some pretty legitimately brilliantly drawn panels, and I, I, I just enjoy the story, even though it's basic and bad. <laughs> I understand why it's cracked you, then. Uh, I, you know, I, you did mention that you wanted me to read the manga. And maybe I would enjoy it more than the anime. You would. You 100% would. But, like, the anime really, really ruined my taste in the franchise. So I think the main um, thing about Tower of God that, and this is why I think people would enjoy the manga more than the anime, is the opening part of it is honestly a mess. I think the author does a really bad job at introducing his universe. But the anime to get through the opening part it's like it's it's literally when you're watching it live it's three months of your life wasted um 
because it's you have to wait every week to watch a single episode, which is basically two chapters of anime or of manga. And it's just a big waste of time. Um, but if you read the manga, you can kind of skim through it because it's not that terribly important. And since you've seen the anime actually all the way through, Stan, I would say like you don't even need to to read that much of it. Just like skim it and then pay attention to the last few chapters that were in the an- in, that were in the anime and then pick up from there. So you could like find the part where the anime stopped, maybe rewind two, three chapters, read those chapters that overlap with the the anime, and then keep reading. Because exactly what happens after the anime stops, so where a season two hypothetically would start taking place, is where the good writing actually begins. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's hard. I, I would have to... I, I need something to push me over the edge. So do you remember how Bam and Rachel's dynamic was probably the worst part of the show? Yeah. Um, Her dynamic is literally irrelevant for the next hundred chapters after where the anime ends. See, that doesn't make me happy necessarily that's though, fair or like excited because it i that really makes me feel like i wasted my time yes you did waste it, your time it doesn't build my investment to have that now be gone yeah you did waste your time um the other thing uh, to point out is bam's relationship with rachel becomes legitimately interesting later because bam does recognize rachel as the the he, really like terrible person that she is at some point and the dynamic with him confronting okay. her is actually really really interesting so he's not simping anymore this fucker imagine it being like confronting an abusive mother mother yeah that's good because kind of honestly that's kind of what she is to him because she's like the only other human he knows I guess so He's also one of those MCs that I don't like regardless is my problem. I mean I don't think just just it, it's one of those like has zero like what's it called? Zero ability for lack of a better word in the beginning. And it's master of the gets universe. Magical yeah, gets magical uh I don't know, epiphany and is now most overpowered character without any like prior knowledge or practice. Yeah. Uh gets handed best sword in the universe and is wrecking shit now. It, it, it he's also got like the most bland personality. Sure. I mean his whole character was him simping on Rachel, which that completely changes. I mean, maybe that changes. That completely changes, which is very nice. I don't know. I, I still need something to, like, push me over the edge. I mean, maybe it's it's like one of those things where it's it's like one of those shows where I need to watch it with someone. Otherwise, I would never do it on my own. Let me, kind of let me try and say this in the least spoiler way possible, but this is still a tiny bit spoilers. So warning to anybody. Imagine if you rewrote Naruto where Naruto joins the Akatsuki for a time, and there's a legitimate reason why. 
Ooh. That is what happens in Tower of God from here on out. That would be interesting-ish. And then Naruto becomes best buds with Itachi, and you understand why Itachi's plight is what it is, but you also are still introduced to characters like Orochimaru, and they're like, I don't know about this Orochimaru fella. Like, there's an entire conflict okay. of basically like, I, I like Itachi, I understand Itachi's, where Itachi's coming from, and I understand why he's joining this like supposedly bad organization for good reasons, but then I still have to work with Orochimaru, who's just a bad person. That that is interesting. That's pretty much what happens. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. I I think I, maybe you you can do a little more convincing, and I'll, it'll push me over the edge here. Fair enough. But that's that's what I've been reading, and then I read a little bit more of uh, Rent a Girlfriend, a little bit more of Vinland Saga. Um, Vinland Saga oh. is like very very slow grind right now. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I definitely think it's still good, but I think it's just a bummer that it's coming out on a monthly basis because there's a lot of <laughs> exposition that has to happen in Vinland Saga and a lot of just like interpersonal conversations that have to happen in it that are just like difficult to deal with, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I still um, I still have it on hold. I, I stopped... Uh, basically at a a juncture point i think when he returns to iceland is when i stop oh so you're the the, the tusks were already sold no, no 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 i think he's come back for the first time okay and he's that's about where, to ask for stopped. money yeah he's about to get the tusks and shit okay i understand where you're at then yeah you've got you've got yeah you've got a lot you've got a lot to read right that puts you at like what chapter? Yeah, I mean like that's that's why I stopped. I, like I was, I don't remember the number, but that that's why I stopped because I was getting towards the end and I knew I wasn't going to be able to. It, it was that uh, it was slowing down, like you're saying. It'll speed up so a I, lot I, then, because you've basically got past the slavery arc, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the last thing you read. Somewhat, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll speed up a lot. Okay. But yeah, there are those moments yeah. where it, 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 it's just a lot of interpersonal conversations and a lot of politics and a lot of um, exposition. And it, mm -hmm. it really slows down the, the manga. But I understand why it happens, and I don't necessarily think it makes it bad, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but it makes it very unentertaining to read for a while because if it comes out once a month... And for six chapters, it's mostly just talking to each other. That's half a year of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So. It's, it's hard to read sometimes. I would recommend anybody interested in Vinland Saga. I, I don't say this very often, but if you are at all interested in actually owning books and having a bookshelf... You should very much buy the volumes and read them volume to volume. Because the story mm. that is contained in each volume itself is really good. But if you have to read it chapter to chapter, it can be a bit of a drag. 
So I very much recommend because at the end of every volume, it's always a really nice cliffhanger. And the story within each volume itself, I think, is a very interesting and unique arc. So I very much advocate Vinland Saga of, like, you read a good chunk, you wait for the next book to come out, you read a good chunk, treat it like Harry Potter. Don't treat it like manga. Mm. Okay. So, that's my week. <laughs> right. That ended up turning into spent... so much longer conversation than I thought we were going to do. Yeah, we, we spent <laughs> half an hour talking about our weeks. <laughs> Good shit. Anywho, what's next, Mr. Host? Well, we can start diving into Comey now. <laughs> the point of this episode. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, as I said, we, we will be talking about Comey first. We watched the first two episodes of Comey. Uh, true, true. I, I think there's more episodes out now, but we haven't gone past the first two yet. Um. But for our listeners, Mott, what would you say is, what, how would you describe Comey Can't Communicate? What's your description of this? So I would put a big caveat by this and say the first two episodes really focus on the two main characters. So I don't really know the greater context of this yet, but I would describe it as a story of high school friendship focused on extreme social anxiety so and trying to overcome extreme social anxiety so the premise of it is the main character Komi meets the other main character uh Tadano and Tadano is this type of guy who thinks he has social skills but actually pisses everyone off <laughs> kind of um, I actually love that about this man. Yeah, right. Uh, he's like, my greatest skill is to read the room. And then he just can't read rooms. Um, <laughs> everybody's just like looking at him like he's scum. Yeah, um, it's pretty funny. Uh, and then the other main character, Komi, is like beloved by everyone because she's just gorgeous and like all things perfect and matter of fact or whatever. But she has such extreme social anxiety that she refuses to talk to anybody. So she just, like, can't. She just, like, physically can't. She basically has an anxiety attack anytime she tries to utter a noise. Um, and it's it leads to some pretty entertaining uh, moments where people misinterpret her reactions to them. Because she hasn't said anything. And then she's, like, having a freakout moment. And sometimes people interpret that as, like, instead of an expression of anxiety, an expression of uh, anger or malice or uncomfortable or, or like uncom being uncomfortable or something like that. So mm -hmm. um, it, it leads to some pretty entertaining social interactions. Like uh, at one point she tries to give someone their house key and they think she's going to murder them. Um, it, it's pretty good. Uh, and this, the idea of it is that Komi wants to make friends. Her goal in life is just to make friends, but it's really hard to do because she can't speak to anybody because of her just extreme yeah, think, social anxiety. Yeah, I think what adds to that is 
the way they draw this show yes. as well. Uh, and first, first of all, her facial expressions for like all of her emotions are the same. Yeah, which is also hilarious. Um, it, at least outwardly. Yeah, she can't express herself very um, well at all. Yeah, um, but also I just really love the way they draw this show. Yeah. Uh, they they do a lot of the, and I I should have looked up the word uh, for this, but the drawing of sound effects in like comic books and yeah. stuff is like kapow, really prevalent. Her playing in those like standard yeah. like action comedies or action comics, and they go a step further and add like uh, combine it with the motion of the characters, yeah. which is really cool to watch. Um, the the studio that does this we should probably mention this is OLM <laughs> which is a, a little known studio uh you might not recognize it should be but called the OPS people... the original pokemon studio yeah so they're the ones who did the original pokemon show and the movies and, the, and all they the, also all did all the pokemon shows apparently are all of them wow what a studio <laughs> They they're also the ones that did the original Berserk of all things, which I still can't get over. Yeah, that Pokemon and Berserk have something in common, and it's the studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which isn't like a knock on the studio no. or the show or anything. Like they're they actually do some pretty boss animation, uh, in Pokemon and Berserk, and now this show. Um, but it's just crazy to think the genres are just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think probably the big thing that would attract people to Comey is A, there's not really a show that explores social anxiety in such an intricate way that Comey does. B, it is extremely fun and creative in terms of animation, which you just mentioned. And then also C, mm -hmm. it's very fast paced. So it, it does not, like, it does not bother to, like, just sit around and explain what's going on. It is very much just like a, I don't know, like, it really makes you feel like you're experiencing the show more than just, like, listening to a show, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's weird because normally uh, I, and I think it does this it's it's the whole thing you like about showing and not telling yeah. but it's funny because so much is written in the yeah. show because Comey isn't speaking so there's like a lot of writing on chalkboards or there's just sort of a a hypothetical uh next to the characters uh, they write the words and everything to express themselves and it's it's weird it's sort of turning that idea on its head almost but it's still definitely just showing you which adds to the the fast pace of the show which makes it really entertaining i think i agree so i think in general People will like this show even if they're not Slice of Life fans, I think. I think as long as you're open to watching a comedy in high school, in any regard, 
I think you'll appreciate this show. And I think especially people will connect with this in a lot of ways that they won't with other shows, because I think almost anyone can relate to Comey to some degree. A lot of people in life do have various different social anxieties that they do experience. And I think actually, weirdly enough, um, anime as a genre, I think attracts a lot of people that have a hard time connecting with others because it's so easy to connect with anime that it often helps fill the gap a little bit. At least that's what I felt like in middle Mm. school, at least when I was really getting into anime. Yeah, yeah. Is for sure. Is even if I'm having a hard time like finding joint activities that I can do connect with with friends and had uh, didn't really know how to like communicate with people about like what type of interests i had and so on and so forth at least in anime it was a contained universe that was fun approachable and easy to find the types of things that helped me express myself and so i think there's a there's going to be a large portion of the anime community that will very much relate to this show, I think. And uh, I love it. I don't know. I just I just love it. Yeah, I I do think this is my anime of the year right now, to be honest. Uh, maybe there was something that came out in like February that I'm not remembering. But I, this has definitely been my favorite anime I've seen of all the shows we've been watching recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just... It gives me, oddly enough, it gives me Kaguya Love is War vibes somehow. I feel you on that. Um, and I guess in the uniqueness of how they draw social interactions, just sort of reminds me of that. I do think MC and, uh, I think Tadano and Komi will end up together. Gasp. I think he will ask her out Gasp. by the end. That is my prediction, because I'm pretty sure, well, I'm, I know he's got the hots for her. Uh, he's always talking about how beautiful she is. I think as of right now, it's a toss-up between Horimiya and this show for me. Was that this year? Yeah, that was the beginning of the year, very beginning of the year, oh, January 10th. You no, know, Horimiya, okay, well then that's one of the shows I forgot about, because I did absolutely love Horimiya as well. Except when they got married. That was they dumb. They didn't get married. Okay, when they proposed to each other. Oh, the like random thing dumb. like at the in the middle of the street where they're like, Let yeah, let's stay together after college or after high school. Yeah, that that was a bit odd. Yeah, he's like, Let's get married. And I'm like Do you need to? That was like, a little you, odd, yeah. Y'all just met. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Also she will put glasses on and she will fulfill <laughs> my fetish. Okay? I'm telling you now, uh, it's going to happen at some point and I will get my Megane Bishojo. You know, we need a different term for Yandere in our. Do we need a different term for Yandere in our thing i don't know but i I was literally just thinking i'm very glad that both your and my fetish is on our bingo sheet (laughs) it was also so funny the other day amanda and i were watching um gurren lagan right and uh Mm -hmm. sorry non sequitur um we she when we were what how much of gurren lagan did you see 
I know you hate it. Maybe like uh, the first quarter to third of the show. Did you know who Nia is? Mm, describe Blue-haired her. Blue-haired girl, son of the or daughter of the Spiral King. Really yeah. like oh, kind well, I know and quaint. Of her. I know of her, but I don't. I don't. I never actually met her. She's on the she's show. best girl in Gurren Lagann. Um, okay, and does she put glasses? No. Uh, oh. when I describe when I said that Amanda's response was, "Oh God, don't tell me she turns out to be the villain." You always fall for the like the really cutesy evil people. <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> she may turn into I the think... villain. You don't know. And then time skip <laughs> happens, and she turns into the villain. And Amanda's like, "Called it." <laughs> <laughs> I just think. I think it's so hilarious how Amanda like accommodates <laughs> your interests like that. I think it's so funny that she like learns these things how, so fast. I it's also just funny how like diametrically opposed to like villainy <laughs> she is. To villainy? What do you mean? I mean she's Amanda's like the sweetest thing ever. She she would never hurt you or something. Oh, you mean <laughs> to like my yeah. She would never step. She would never step on your chest. Not, well, maybe she has, and I don't know. But that's a different story. <laughs> but she she's not like yandere in any way, shape, or form. No, she's definitely not. <laughs> There's a difference between best girls in anime and best girls in real life. Let's get let's make this very clear. This is a model of fantasy, Stan. Uh, glasses on women are not fantasy, Mott. They're reality and fantasy. The fact that you can get a woman is fantasy. But, but, Mott, we were literally (laughs) just talking about my lady friend right before the podcast. Fuck you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was it was funny because Amanda was like, "When we watched Kill a Kill, your favorite one was Nui." I was like, yes, this new is the best. She's like, this is Nui 2.0, isn't it? Wait, it wasn't. It's n- wait, which one's Nui? Uh, Harime Nui. The... She's the girl that kills the dad. Oh, the scissor yeah. girl. Okay. It's n- it's not the um, the main antagonist, black hero girl. Satsuki, the sister of. Um, is that her name? Uh. Kid, kid, Kiryu, Kiryu. The, the, the. Um, I know it's Satsuki. It's Kiryu. Satsuki, Kiryin, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds right. I, I don't, know, I don't remember her family name, but yeah, Satsuki. I mean, she's definitely also a bit yonder. Eh? Uh, no, she's. Uh, yes, yes, and no. Yes, I yes. like. <laughs> I prefer the type of yandere that's like outwardly cute, innerly kill you. Ah, okay. Well, that's where it's different then. She's and to be honest, like Nia, Nia in Gurren Lagann is not Yandere at all. Like she's really not. She's Dere Dere, pretty much through and through. Oh, um, she just okay. like turns into the villain for a hot sec. Okay. All right. Well, either way. So. But yeah, that is uh, Komi-san. Yeah. <laughs> non sequitur over 
<laughs> Anything else you want to say about uh, Comey can't communicate? Um, not really. Uh, I'm excited to watch more episodes. I I really want to meet the rest of the cast. I think there's a lot of. I just think it was hilarious at the end of the last episode where they were like, "This school is inhabited by freaks yeah. and monsters and like <laughs> fucking degenerates." And I was like, "Damn, all right." And so I just really want to see who else meet the degenerates. Uh, yeah, I just want to meet the rest of the de- degenerates on the show. <laughs> I understand that. So, yeah, I, so far, this is uh, getting a 9 out of 10 from me, uh, even though we've only seen two episodes. But I, I'm really enjoying it. I really, it's, it's definitely my favorite so far. I agree. Well, Anything else about Comey before we move on to Blue Period? I'm chilling. All right. Well, we are going to take a hot break here to go watch the first episode or two of Blue Period, and we will get back to y'all with our thoughts and first impressions. Let's do it. And we are back after watching the first two episodes of Blue Period. God, and we couldn't have come back faster. Um, yeah. Well, bef- before we jump into the anime itself, uh, you want you want to go over our bingo cards real quick? Sure. Let's do it. Because last week, or last two weeks ago, uh, we did anime bingo where we had sixteen rules. And it was trying to encompass all anime, but we realized it was not ever going to get bingo because there's just like not enough tropes that exist in every genre that we could think of. So we made more like genre specific ones. Yeah. So we have a slice of life and we have an action one so far. And since this was a slice of life show, we, we used our slice of life bingo. Yeah. Did you get anywhere near bingo, Mark? Um, the only possible bingo I could have gotten is if we got a Baka and a cat reference, because I had Sundere crossed out and I had Sleeping Genius crossed out. So those two would have completed a four-way bingo, but no. <laughs> yeah, I needed Sakugagasm and a cat reference. God knows you were not going to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, do you want to go over the rules? Because some of them are new. Sure. Let's see. So, I guess I'll go over it uh, row by row here. So, on my top row, I had Cat Reference, Sakugagasm, Tsundere, and Listen to Your Senpai, the latter two of which we were able to cross off. True. Um. Yeah, blonde hair girl is definitely going to be a tsundere. That's that's pretty obvious. Uh, 
And then we we like stretched it a little bit, but we definitely got listen to your senpai uh, from Mori, who is going away to art college. Yeah, she like pulled the senpai card to get him to draw her a picture, pretty much for her yeah. graduation. On my next row, I have Sleeping Genius, which we were also able to cross off. Uh, since the main character is sort of a virgining artist, I suppose. He's got like innate talents, but no experience. Yeah. Uh, but then I had Beach Episode, Your Mom's My Thought. That's how I have been wording this. And then she's too good for me. Um, your mom's my my thought. You know, we could have had it with the uh, MC's mom, but no, uh, let me finish. <laughs> uh, but the studio decided that she's going to be normal AF. Yeah. So uh, no, no go there. For better or worse, it's kind of annoying often when the mom is always obviously extremely hot. Yeah. The fuck are they taking it seriously for, though? True. <laughs> they should first uh, on focus my... on being a good anime before they take themselves seriously. <laughs> uh, on, on the third row, uh, our one of our returning things, we have... Uh, non-consensual foreplay, romantic misunderstandings, Megane Bishoujo, and then Genderbender. Uh, obviously, none of which we were able to cross off these two episodes. Uh, and on my last row, I have Childhood Friend, a mega food reaction. So that's like the Shokugeki foodgasms and shit. Or in a negative way. True, true. Uh, then I have Konobaka, which, you know, I think we they should have done something. I feel like it could have happened these first two episodes, but they just didn't do it. Uh, and then we have Club Coercion. And I don't know, does any of this count as Club Coercion? Or is this like all no, I don't autonomous think so. on his part? Yeah, I think it's all autonomous. I don't think at any point in time he was really coerced into anything. Well, fuck. So I think it makes sense that we didn't get bingo because I do actually legitimately believe that our bingo cards are getting better. We still need to like tweak them a bit, I think, probably. But yeah. I, this show is not a cliche anime. I, I, the one thing that is going for this show is I do believe it is a pretty unique storyline in the sense that they aren't using any sort of cliches. They're not commenting on any sort of cliches. Um, so they're just telling an honest-to-goodness story using the medium of anime, not trying to use any... True tropes as a crutch not trying to do like an inverted commentary on anime tropes or anything like that it's just an honest to good story of a boy who discovers his love for art yeah and so i i am kind of serious when i say it is taking itself seriously because yes. there's no there's no comedy in this show not really there's, there isn't really any like gaffes or uh on the nose funny moments it, it's like 
they're seriously trying to tell this story here. Yeah. Um, and the, the, this sort of leads me into uh, wh what would you say? Wh how would you describe this show overall for those who are unfamiliar? So Blue Period, I would say my summary of it is um, it's about a boy who goes through the motions of life, just doing the things that he should be doing, applying to school, trying to be good at high school, get into a nice smoking college. Smoking and drinking. Don't forget the smoking and smoking drinking. Smoking and drinking with his friends because he doesn't really have a meaning to life and he's being a delinquent, whatever. Um, but... He he's like he's this weird mix of delinquent but also like really good son and like actually applies himself in school to the necessary amount but he discovers a passion for art and it kind of fills his void in life and now he's trying to be an art student and go to art school and get better at art and he is struggling because it's not considered a safe career and he was always told he was just supposed to do like the safe thing in life and so on and so forth and that's like the main conflict is him trying to him discovering this passion and trying to justify it and trying to pursue it yeah yeah, that's a pretty apt description. I don't really have too much else to add to that either. Nothing else has really happened, I guess. Yeah. But it's only the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think my my first impressions here are... Uh, first of all, I'll say that the first episode was much worse than the second episode. I agree. I think. Which um, is odd. That's not normally how it goes. Yeah, and I don't know why they did it, but it, characters in the first episode were, like, noticeably more stiff as well as uh, less, um, less detail was put into character designs and everything, yeah. and, and it was... It was really weird. I, it was one of the worst first episodes I've seen in a long time. And just to clarify, um, it's not like the second episode suddenly got good. It just got less stiff in more times. It 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 got a little more average, yeah. is what I would say. Um, but there were still, still some nothing, bad moments. Yeah, still nothing spectacular. Like I don't think we'll ever get Sakugogasm crossed off from this show. Yeah. To be honest, um, I can say it now. The the studio that does this is called Seven Arcs. Uh, they're the ones who did uh, one of the anime you checked out, uh, Fly Me to the Moon. So I don't think we're going to be getting anything special out of the animation. I, I'm hoping that some of this artwork, because I do think the premise is decent uh and i and i'm hoping that for an anime about art i i want to see good art some better still images out yeah. of this than we've seen so far and i i think they can deliver like i, I feel like i see a little potential yeah, uh true. 
but it's it's gonna be something around the main characters like magnum opus or some shit where they actually like put some good effort into these still images and shit the problem that i have is there was like one or two drawings that mori the senpai that she mm -hmm. made that looked decent in terms of the way that the anime studio drew them mm -hmm. um even then they didn't look great i think the my favorite one was the like little goddess sketch that she made and gave him i think honestly yeah. that was my favorite one that that they had in the show so far which is disappointing because a that's not even the most important piece that she has drawn in the first two episodes so the fact that that one looked the best is a little like dubious as to where the studio is putting their attention you know what i mean right yeah um and then honestly when you're watching a show about the beauty of art and art in general you should be artistic with the show visually and nothing that they've done is unique interesting new vibrant stunning none of those adjectives fit the visual appeal of this show so i think yeah, the type there's... of person that would be attracted to an art show or an, an, a, a show about drawing will be you immensely disappointed by the literal drawing that you see so it's it's kind of like they're i don't know they just like it's yeah the the way they're doing so this is very much unlike comey and in the creative liberty that they're taking with yeah. the overall drawing and it, and it might be different if they did some weird because they did a little bit with um you remember when the mc here was like who's uh, drawing his first his first like blue the uh, art piece yeah and he was like sort of floating through the city like if they took more creative liberty with how each individual character visualizes their art in their own mind. Kind I think made like I a would... Shokugeki no Soma moment. Sure. Like uh, when people taste their food and they have their reactions, instead it's like their reactions or their emotional experience they're going through drawing. Right. And I, and I wish the studio would express that, but it they only did it for that one scene and it was very minimalistic. And very um, re if... repetitive. Yeah, it, it it seemed reduced and watered down, and I want them to take creative liberty when you're making a show about art. Um, yeah. it, it, everything feels very flat right now, um, which is counterintuitive to me uh, for such a concept here. I think um, I'm mostly immensely disappointed because when you take a show like and i don't even blame the the anime studio to be honest because it just seems like they're just they're the type of anime studio that you hire because you have an idea that you want to just get out there in terms of animation like you you have the rights to this story and you just need someone to do it and you don't necessarily have the biggest budget to hire like kyo annie or some shit so mm -hmm. you or jc staff or whoever you want to hire and so you just hire the next tier anime studio that necessarily doesn't necessarily have a long-standing track record they can't charge you insane amounts of money and you just want to get the show out there 
And you know what? That's just the type of situation it is, and that's just whatever. So I I don't want to like gripe on it too much because it's not necessarily the studio's fault. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I think it's annoying that you take literally a show about visually stunning things and you make it visually disappointing. It's like, why would you even think that that's a good idea on the business side of things, right? Like what businessman thinks or business person thinks, I am going to make money off of a show by having this cool, awesome story and then just being cheap and getting a cheaper studio to do it. But you know what? I'm going to make it an art story because there's like art is missing in the genre or whatever. Or like it's a unique story and it's a maybe a very popular manga or whatever. But then mm-hmm. by making it cheap, you're undermining the art of the show. And it's about art. Like what? 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 What person thinks that sound logic? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think the business plan from the production group is just flawed. Yeah. I'd I'd have to agree with that one. I'm really hoping... I I think the one thing... Or one, one thing that it does have going for it is the the attention to art artistic like methods yeah sure um and if they if they really dive into how art is produced mm. um and if they combine that with what i was saying about uh showing the the visualization of emotional state while someone is drawing uh, i i think I would enjoy the show a lot more. Um, I'm I'm unsure if I actually want to keep watching this show. Is the thing. Um, I, I'm not impressed by the first two episodes, uh, but I think. I mean, I think it might deserve another episode just before I make a decision on sure. whether or not to keep watching this show. I mean, I honestly can relate to you a little bit because this show reminds me of not last season, but the season before there was a show by the name of Higehiro that I ended up watching. It's basically the TLDR is it's a rom drama, rom drama about a girl that ran away from home and a high school girl that ran away from home and an adult that's trying to help her. And she's like dealing with a bunch of, I guess, abuse problems. I don't know how else to put it. She's dealing with like a bunch of um, really shitty situation of uh, older people taking advantage of her. And here's this one adult who's actually finally honestly being kind and, and treating her with respect. And she doesn't know how to deal with that. And it was mm-hmm. a legitimately interesting story for someone who likes to watch romantic dramas. And it had legitimately n- new flair to it and seemed interesting to a degree but at the same time it was the worst animation i think i've seen in in probably a decade oh no i would i would <laughs> probably compare it to like 3d berserk Ew. um yeah it's it, it wasn't in 3d right it's a different style but still it was that type sure, of just like you sure. factor this isn't as bad as that but it reminds me of it 
So, and like Higehiro, I couldn't finish. Like it just got to a point where like the premise of it was interesting, but then when the premise was no longer novel to me, I couldn't keep watching it because it didn't have enough for me to stick around. So I, I very much imagine Blue Period being very similar for me where the premise is interesting. I do think there is a lot of really cool stuff in there, but the fact that once that stops being novel to me, I'm going to lose interest really fast because a large part of the enjoyment of an animated show is the legitimate animation. And if you don't have, especially when you're a topic about drawing and art and you aren't flexing your artistic muscles, it's just so poor. I don't know. Like, this animation may be better than Higehiro, but I think in this case, it's even worse that it's not good animation. Like, Higehiro is excusable because it's not supposed to be about artistic animation or anything like that. It's not supposed to look pretty. It's just a story, and they just are, like, really cheaply drawing it to just get the story out there. But you can't do that for a show that's about art. Yeah, it's like if Food Wars, like, only made disgusting-looking dishes. Exactly. Like, if you, didn't want, if you didn't want to eat what they were doing in Food Wars, the show would lose its novelty really quickly. But every yeah. single thing that they draw on there makes your mouth water. And you're like, I want to eat that so much. And that's why you stick around in Food Wars, because everything yeah. else could be good, but without that small little clincher really bringing you into the universe of Food Wars, you're going to leave. Exactly. Um, which is why I'm torn about whether or not I want to continue watching it. I, so far, am overall just not enjoying the show. Um, which is why I say this. Um, I, I would know. read it. I, I do want to see what the manga looks like. Because I'm sure it's enti- it might be entirely different from the anime here. Yeah, I would read it. I would 100% read it. I, I've, I'm really excited about, honestly, the storyline and the premise of it. And I think, honestly, it would be a pretty good read. Yeah, I, I think it would fit really well in the form of a manga. I think it would fit better than it has been in the anime, I gotta say. Yeah. So I guess my TLDR is um, I'd be very curious if you did keep watching it, Stan, just because I don't know, I, I, I kind of did it with Higehiro and I kind of want you to do this with this show and see how far you can go with it. <laughs> uh, we'll, I, we'll I don't see. necessarily want to join you, though, with it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bud. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I honestly I think... do want to read it. I probably will actually end up adding this to my manga list and maybe reading it this weekend. This weekend's almost See, over. I, We're recording I do on Sunday. Like the premise. Next I do like the premise as well. I, I think the other thing they need to do is make the characters more interesting to engage with. Because, like, blonde hair girl was... She seemed to take a back seat compared to the senpai, to be honest. And she's supposed to be, like, the next main character after What's-His-Face. True. Like, she's, she's like, on the cover art here, 
and the senpai isn't even on the cover art. I honestly think that's almost a good thing, though, because the senpai, in terms of story impact so far to the main character, is more important because she is, in a lot of ways, his inspiration. Like, the other girl kind of, like, got him to put his foot in the door, but the senpai really helped him open the door, you know? So Yeah, but I want to see that out of blonde-haired girl, just because senpai's not going to be around, yeah, and there's no longer going to be that character development. I agree with or- you there, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I think it's okay that she took a backseat so far, because now senpai is leaving, right? Senpai graduated. She might come back in some context, for sure, and I don't expect her to fully leave the show, because they did spend so much time on her, but I think Mori deserved to get the time that she had initially and i think now that mori has graduated if they bring in blonde haired girl whose name i'm forgetting right now then it makes sense and i think that's totally fine with me i think if they fail to include her in a more um impactful manner from here on out then i would think what you're saying is a legitimate criticism but i think for now i'm saying like i need her to fill that role to an even greater degree. Sure. And I don't know if they'll be able to deliver. Well, we'll find out because it's it's very much just a up in the air right now. Uh, right, which is why I'm like, I, I'm willing to give this show a second chance. Or I, I guess a third episode chance. I also do want to point out, I do actually really like the mom. I I think what sucks as well and what makes me so mad is they do not give the mom her due justice because I I honestly do really like where they were going with the mother-son dynamic between the main character and his mother. And mm-hmm. I do really like the like little scenes where she would come in and see him drawing and see him passed out. And it was very obvious how much she cared for him and how much she's struggling with the idea of him wanting to do art, but her also wanting to accept his passion and acknowledge his effort and hard work and i i loved that dynamic so far but she is the worst drawn character (laughs) the like random time when he confronts her i thought was like really well done because i think the manner in which he confronted her the manner of being like i drew you and in the process of drawing you i saw what you do and that really reflected what his art teacher was telling him about how you make art through observation. And I think that came through full circle really well in how he then talked to his mother about his goals for university. And I loved that sequence of events, but then it's also the worst drawn part of the entire episode. His mom (laughs) randomly crying. It's also like a little bit out of the blue because they haven't given the mom a lot of screen time besides her small moments of seeing him working hard kind of being proud of his hard work and then also having to remind him that they don't have a lot of money and they can't afford for him to fail financially so it's yeah uh, it was like i think honestly that was my favorite moment in the show was him talking to his mother at that moment where he drew her and was like, I really want to go to art school, and she cries and all that sort of jazz. I think that was my favorite moment, but it was the worst moment 
in execution. Yeah, it was like, supposed uh, to be a super emotional moment, and it just looked awful. And so you you just couldn't sympathize with the characters. And it also wasn't um, like wound up as well it sh- as it should have been. Like it had a good amount of lead up to it, but it it didn't fully so fully go. That that's that's what I was thinking because I wanted that tension to exist for much longer than just two episodes. Yeah, because I think that would be the main tension for the main character for the entire season. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, and then by the end of the season, you would get this big relief moment where, or maybe maybe even halfway through is fine, where the mom comes around and now is his biggest supporter or something. Uh, but they they might have just resolved it in the first two episodes here or something if she's on board now. Which, if um, that's the case, I literally don't think I would even read it. If the manga treated it similarly and it was similarly quick, I don't even think I'd read it. But I hope that the conflict with mom, or at least even if it's not conflict, the the intricate dynamic with his mom if it continues it's a legitimately really good story if it doesn't continue i think that's such a lost opportunity yeah i'm i'm hoping they they keep the the design of the story like like you were saying how teacher was talking about how uh art is a way to communicate without words and then he is he learns how to do that with his family and that type of thing. Like if they had uh, a lot of, I guess, sort of uh, lessons, life lessons about the importance of art to society. And they show that practically through him learning different techniques and new art styles and how that changes his emotional state and his growth. I think that's where my uh optimism lies in this show yeah i agree i I like how it's taking itself seriously in that manner um because i i can i I really do like and and sympathize with a a lot of what they're trying to say about art Uh, but it needs to continue that formula otherwise it's just sort of going to turn into this everything is going to be a little too random for me, I think. Uh, If they're not going to invest that much into the theory and emotional impact that art has on people as individuals. But I guess that would be my TLDR of uh, Blue Period, right? Promising, but a disappointing anime. So... For anybody out there who sounds like the premise of Blue Period would interest them, I would say go ahead and read the manga. I don't know what the manga is like, but it has to be better than the anime. Almost certainly. I I really do think this fits better into the concept fits better into a manga style than. Okay, so real quickly, we mentioned this before too, but if they drew. Uh, some of these scenes like they were doing in the intro it'd be I, good i think it would be a lot better oh yeah 100 percent. i yeah we mentioned that while we were watching it live together but we, i guess we didn't mention this during the recording yet you're yeah you you are totally correct i or at least i would agree with you the opening 
legitimately half of it is pretty good. I think the like walking sequence at the beginning is bad. Um, the yeah, like leg weird. animation is like not really walking or running. It's like how you would imagine teaching a robot to walk. Right, um, right. But the like character model and stills and um, a lot of the scenery and backgrounds are like legitimately good in the OP. And if if the show could do more of the attention to colors and contrast and character models that they did in the opening with the show itself, I would actually legitimately really like the show. Yeah, I that's yeah, I want to see that in some of this some of these scenes when they're drawing art. Um otherwise I I I do think the show is just bad. Yeah. Like if they if they're not going to take artistic liberty with an art show, I just think it's a moot point, really. I would rather rewatch the art episode from The Great Pretender. 12 times then watch 12 episodes of blue period <laughs> right you know season two of that is out and i haven't even seen it yet. oh really they have a new season for great pretender mm-hmm. oh, i should check that out then that was like a surprisingly good didn't expect to see this during the pandemic show it it was like a stealth drop or something i didn't even hear about it being advertised it just appeared and was good yeah Non sequitur once more. Hey, that's what we do in this podcast, right? But anyway, final comments. Blue period. Any thoughts? Uh, so far, this show has like a maybe a three out of ten for me. Ooh. Um. Uh, again, I I see the potential, uh, but they have not like delivered on any one of the points that we've mentioned. So. That's fair. I would actually. I was thinking more four out of ten, just because I do. I did really like that moment with the mom, but I. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely below a fifty. So. It's it's well below average. I. Yeah, but we say average is like seven out of ten, right? So, or six out of ten. Six or yeah, six out of ten is average. Um, which is weird. I feel like the average should be five out of ten. Well, this isn't a show about the theory of rating things. True. This is a show about friendship and expressing friendship through conversation and drinks and anime. Because this is the power of friendship. Yes. That's why I'm here, because we're friends. I hate this guy. Yeah, true. Sorry. <laughs> Well, anything else? What? On that note. On that note. (laughs) Let's wrap up so I can get rid of you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, I don't have anything else to say about Blue Period. Uh, We will be figuring out and picking some more shows to go over on our next episode. So stay tuned for that. 
And we might even possibly be able to get some more people on the pod sooner or later. Yeah, I really want to do an Arcana versus Dragon's Blood comparison. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, and get Michael on the show. Hell yeah. Since he's seen the Dota one. Well, sounds like a plan. And until then, if you all like this content... Same spiel as always. We greatly appreciate it. If you like, subscribe, share, it helps us out quite a lot. Um, if you like to have conversations with us, if you like enjoying the type of uh, anime experiences that we foster, we have a Discord. You can come watch with Stan and myself and with everybody else in the Discord. Uh, link in the description below. If you want to contact us, uh, we do have an email for all you boomers out there. And buy an anime at gmail.com. Um, with that, any final comments for the fans, Stan? No, just thanks for tuning in once again. This has been Imbibe and Anime. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more good shiz. Yeah. Cheers. Adios.